Hello, it's the Men with Beards podcast once again. I'm Man with Beard. I got Adam with Beard and Matthew with Beard. And I'm, of course, Jeremy with Beard. Soon to be very short beard because I have to take a passport photo. Mm. <laughs> I, I shortened mine up since our last uh, meeting. So. Yeah, but your your hair is so luscious. Oh, yeah. my People keep calling Adam's it like Kenobi hair. Yes, let's be real. He's using L'Oreal because he's worth it. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Paper Movies, a show where we talk about movie novelizations and our beards. Absolutely. Today we are talking about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom by James Caan. And I want to point out that I was hoping we'd pull out three different editions of this only because I want to thank Adam for sending me this like leather, faux leather bound. <laughs> You're welcome. Copy of the Indiana Jones trilogy. But uh, I couldn't find my paperback copy. I have at least two of them and I couldn't find either of them. <laughs> I was actually at the bookstore today and I found uh, the the scholastic novelizations. Like, Oh yeah, that uh, isn't it writer Wynnum wrote it? I think so, yeah. Which there is another junior novelization from back in the day that's written by a different person. So that's funny. Um, James Kahn. We've not talked a lot about James Kahn, but he's written quite a few novelizations like uh, Return of the Jedi and uh, Poltergeist are the t main two that come to mind for me. Yeah, I have both of those. I've heard Noah say a lot of good things about his uh, novelization to Return of the Jedi. I have not read it yet. I think I read a segment from it, but I haven't read the whole thing yet. I've seen a lot of top 10 lists on best novelizations, and Return of the Jedi is on there. Nice. But we're talking about Temple of Doom. <laughs> That's right. And Temple of Doom is a weird sort of prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark, where we open with Indy, Indiana Jones, coming to a nightclub, to trade the ashes of Nurhachi, uh, ancient Chinese emperor, to a Chinese uh, mobster in return for this diamond that they want for the museum. Things go wrong. He ends up teaming up with Willie Scott, a singer that is um, kind of down on her luck. Is because of the Great Depression, we find out in the book. And Short Round, a goofy orphan boy who ends up having the most character thought of this whole novelization. They end up in India, where they're sent on a quest to rescue the sacred, uh, sacred stone for this village from this evil cult i like go ahead i'm sorry and it is a wild unpleasant goofy ride and i want to stress goofy because a lot of the indiana jones movies are supposed to be kind of fun and temple of doom is considered the one that's not fun but there's a lot of comedy in Temple of Doom, that is intentional comedy. Out of all of these, I think I think it was just like George Lucas was writing this, and he's like, <laughs> too dark. I I know. I I just 
I, I'm going through a divorce right now, and I want to enslave Indian children in this. But we gotta have, we gotta have the little boy make jokes that don't always land. But I think they're funny. Honestly, this was my favorite Indiana Jones story when I was younger. I wasn't allowed to watch this when I was younger. It because of the monkey brains. <laughs> And the guy that getting part. his heart ripped out and the children being enslaved. Yeah. Oh, he did this. Yeah, I like the you mentioned short round having the most like character thought in this. It was just like, yeah, most of that was like pop culture references because I think they reference like different movies that he saw like six times or something. Yeah, because I started writing notes, but there were so many of them. The first one, I there's a reference to the Thin Man because the second chapter is just short rounds perspective on mm. everything that's going on, which is one of the best chapters of the book, in my opinion. I think there was a reference to the Invisible Man, uh, Dracula, King Dracula. Kong. Yeah, he talks about vampires. Um, yeah, short round. He's he's a funny character. It, his uh i forgot what my train of thought where i was going with this he, he prays a lot to different uh chinese gods like yes. every, it's like every description he when he starts to get into it he's like oh so and so help me when they feel wind at their back you know whenever it's every time he's he's praying about to somebody which i thought was kind of comical in the way that that was handled i gotta yeah. say um, Temple of Doom, I kind of remember being my least favorite of the original trilogy. And this is like my introduction into James Khan because I haven't read Poltergeist or Return of the Jedi yet. But I'm going to say this. Um, I thought his writing was very decent. Um, it's just I kind of had to power through the story because I just I just don't like the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I had the same problem. Um, but he does the best he can yeah. with material he's given. I read most of this book in one sitting. Oh, really? I read three quarters of it in one sitting. Yeah, uh, it's pretty... Um, it's like, what, nine chapters? Yeah, let's like, get those long chapters. Yeah, and it was like... Well, in the hardcover, they're not that long. But it's because... The uh, the pages are bigger. I mean, it was kind of that same way with like the paperback and everything, but it was just uh, like I said, I just kind of had to power through it. And like, no disrespect to James Kong, because like, I think he did a good job of uh, making this story interesting. Like, um, I just I just couldn't really get that much into the story and i was just i haven't seen this movie in a long time uh mm. and i was just like i was trying to remember like was it this or the last crusade the one that i wasn't a big fan of and i'm like oh it's this one <laughs> yeah the last crusade is plays it safe yeah and it's and it's fun this this has like just wild things that happen in it things and i i want to talk about something because the the dinner scene i remember the first time i saw it i thought it was the funniest thing i had ever seen <laughs> it's so so offensive yeah. and yeah, james comes that today. This way to have indy's thoughts which indy's thoughts do not come up a lot in this book 
you don't get Indy's perspective for the long portions. No, it's mostly just like he's just doing things, and that's it. Yeah, it's mostly short round. Yeah, it's like it's like kind of like short round is telling the story in a way. In a way, you know? and then Willie Willie Scott gets enough. I think James Conn realized that she's just such an annoying character that he did like the bare minimum. Well, he did a little more than the bare minimum. We get her backstory about growing up on a farm and how she hated that. And then mm-hmm. she wanted to be a singer and like the depression, great depression hit. So she left America and went, it went to Shanghai. China. Yeah. Shanghai. Um, to, to work in the, uh, what is it? The Obi-Wan uh, cafe, Obi-Wan. What was it? I can't remember. It's something Obi-Wan, which I thought was funny because I didn't know that. You know what I'm talking about? At the beginning, uh, she's doing her songs at the uh, the nightclub. Yeah, any singing anything goes in Mandarin. Yeah, and then I know it's like, what is it? The last thing when she's talking about going home to where like and abandoning anything goes. Yes, it's like nothing goes or something like that. It was tacky. Yeah. I, I thought James Con did, and. Sometimes he did very well with describing things and getting into the story while mm-hmm. others I got lost like the, uh, the like towards the end with the uh, the they're on the track in the mines in the film yes. it, it kind of moves real fast in the book it's like slow and I'm I I'm having a hard time visualizing what's happening in the book so I kept like yeah. what, what is happening and and it, it was really dragged out to- to Molarom and what Molarom's doing mm-hmm. yeah. a lot, a lot more than it does in the film. Yeah. Cutaways back to Molarom, which Molarom's nasty looking in this book. The eyes are sunken in. <laughs> He's like, yeah, there was oh. a huge difference. One of the biggest differences that I, I that really stuck out to me was because I, I watched the movie uh, last night and, uh, and this one, when at the very end, when they're going across that old rusty rope bridge, you know the the mm-hmm. wood is falling out underneath them. Um, in the book, it's all like dry land, real rocky, and alligators are around in this rocky terrain. But in the movie, it's a river with alligators. So I, I, I thought that was kind of a weird. I don't think so. he was talking just about the big rocky terrain. I don't remember them mentioning the river, like the water flowed out of those caverns and uh, like into the rocky ravine. I mean, at least we didn't get a scene like in the, the Roger Moore movie, live and let die where he like jumps on all those alligators just to get out of that. trap. <laughs> the, the alligator tamer or actually ran across alligators. That was a practical stunt. And I, Check out Live and Let's Discuss, my uh, James Bond podcast. We go into great detail about that. <laughs> that dude nearly got eaten. Matthew, I have to agree with you. Um, this, I mean, there's some Indiana Jones stories that are like, you could like read and know what's going on. But like, there's like, there's also some that are like meant to be like, you have to see it to know what's going on and this is kind of one of them and i just there was times like too i was just like like i kind of felt like uh we were here then there here then there and i was just like wait what 
Wait, where are we yeah, at it, now? And I'm just it jumps around real fast, and it's like Willie. Why was she there? Why did she go with Indy? Why didn't she just like, hey, I'm getting out of my car. I'm gonna get out of this car and go do something else. Because she thinks he's attractive. And she just like gets caught up with him, and then you know all all the stuff that happened. It, I thought I just thought it was funny because she worked at the nightclub, and then for some reason had this interest in Indy, which we got more detail in the first chapter. She's like, oh. We get her perspective of this guy comes in, she's attracted, kind of wants to go see, talk to him a little bit. He's it's like dangers coming in with him, which I thought that was better in the book. But in the film, she's just singing, and then she just comes out and sits sits next to Indy. You're like, who is this, and why is she just coming out there to sit down? It's implied she's seeing the mob boss in the film. I guess I didn't hear too. Like she's like his his sidearm, if you know what I mean. Yeah. She was so was surprised that, with that diamond. And then there was that scene where, like, she's like swimming or something like that, and she, like she thinks like Indy's putting the moves on her or something like that. But then realizes she's like, uh, "We don't know what's in the water, so that's why I'm asking you to get out." And I'm just like, "Well, because she's ditzy and dumb." <laughs> that, that that's like the whole thing with her character. Um, I noticed something. So we get to. I want to talk about the Ditter Seed support because this is where I see a lot of differences. Uh-huh. Certain dialogue that Spielberg gave short round in the film, Willie says it in the book. Okay. Yeah. Like I... She makes some jokes that short round makes. And I don't know if, because they don't work for short round in the film. And they don't work for Willie either, but they're, they're from the script. It's not like James Conn made them up. They're in the, they seem to be in the script. He just changed what character said it. But like the Indy, it, it, it makes a point that Indy notices these aren't um, devout Hindu people because Hindu people are vegan and they're clearly eating meat. Yeah. Which. I wanted to get into this because this is a fascinating thing about Temple of Doom in general. When you film in India, at least back then, you can't make India look bad. It is illegal. Really? Was, I didn't know that. Yes, you can. In the 80s, at least, you could not film in India and make India look bad. Um. So I think that James Conn putting that in, saying that these people, they aren't traditional Indian people. They're a weird cult. That's why they're eating bugs and snake surprise okay. and chill monkey brains and tomato soup with eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, that makes soup. It makes sense. Make soup. Make soup. Make soup. <laughs> <laughs> but... There's also a dancer that gives uh, checks out indie, which is kind of funny. It's a one-off thing. He's apparently the ladies' man in this uh, book. And then we clearly make short round. Short round has an issue with the the king or prince or whatever immediately. Like looks at him is like what a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> I thought Elmi wants to be friends with the prince. He like waves at him and stuff. And 
where's the the little prince is under the um he he's a slave so. to the to Kali yeah. drinking the, the the skull blood yeah I thought it was kind described of... as blood in the book I think it is I, in the movie too I remember I just, uh... like a some weird thing that just they just put in a skull. I kind of remember uh, Indy not making a good impression either at first because he says something I can't remember it word for word, but like someone else and uh, after that just said, "Just like now, Doctor Jones, it's not polite to just out of the blue just insult your host or something." Oh like yeah, that. yeah, that's in the film too because oh, he's okay. pushing. The, um, he's put because he's on the side. Well, they make it clear in the book he's on the side of the village. Mm -hmm. That's why he's on this quest. Um, which there's so they explain this in some of the Indiana Jones novels from the Bantam era, and I had hoped they would put some James Conn would put something in this book as to why Indy is such a jerk. He's unpleasant. He's unpleasant in the film too, and that's just because George Lucas was in a bad headspace but he's he's really rude like he's not the indie that's in raiders of the lost ark or he's just bitter and mean and in in the books spoilers but indies there's a death that happens with someone he cares about in the books right before this and that was to explain why he acts this way Temple of Doom. It might have been in the Dark Horse comics. It's in one of the two. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was wondering, like on the like the last sentence, they did eventually all make it to America, but that's another story. Did that story happen, or is that just left to imagination? I, I thought that was like one of the laziest endings ever. Yeah, it really it's was. Very, it's very serial, like an adventure serial thing. I it's think it's that's like. Short, what happened to short round? I mean, he's like the whole time imagining Indy as his dad and like, does Will oh, qualify yeah, as his mom? You know, and it's like, what happened? Poor kid probably got dropped off at some, you know, government house to be raised by foster parents. And he's just like, wait, Indy. <laughs> I know that there's a comic. It's not Star Wars canon, but it, it is the Millennium Falcon crashes on Earth and Han Solo dies. And Indiana Jones and Short Round, Short Round's older. They go and investigate it looking for Bigfoot. And they actually, Indy, Indiana Jones looks at the skeleton of Han Solo. And Bigfoot is Chewbacca. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. What is, is this a, like a fan thing? Oh, no, it was a Dark Horse comic. Wow. It was a one shot. Yeah. I need that issue. It's so stupid. Good luck finding it. Indiana Jones comics are expensive. Yeah. I'm hoping with Indiana Jones 5, we get some epic collections of those comics. Because I am I literally saw like the omnibuses in a lot, all five of them, going for $1,000 on eBay. I have a question for you, Jeremy. Yes. Um, was there any reason like Temple of Doom was a prequel? Because I honestly, when I first saw it, I didn't catch on that it was a prequel. And I I remember hearing that it was, and then I saw like the date at the beginning of the book where it's like a year before Raiders. But I was I don't like, know why Lucas did that. 
Um, I think it's because Indy loses his hat in Raiders. Mm-hmm. He wanted the hat still. I could see him doing that. I could also see him being like, it's an adventure serial. I can do these in whatever order I wanted because Star Wars started with episode four. Well, I mean, if I remember correctly, like the uh, the one of the famous scenes from Raiders is like that guy challenges him with a big sword and he just pulls out his gun, just shoots him. Don't they yes. make like that joke? In yes, the because he goes in the movie, but not in the book. In the book, he has a sword fight, which is kind of awkward. Yeah, yeah he's like, just like, he doesn't know what to do, and he like just mimics the other guy who just lifts the sword over his head and screams. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always thought that that was weird. I'm just like, wait, is this supposed to be a prequel? I mean, like, I don't know. It just. They reference it again in Last Crusade, too, when know. he grabs the Luger and he shoots through five guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in the movie, though, he like reaches, like the guy's like doing something with the sword mm-hmm. and he like reaches back to his holster and it's empty. That's when he picks up a sword and. Just you know, goes after that. Uh, or I guess no, he just like has a fist fight. So I guess you could explain in like Raiders. He's like, oh, not gonna make that mistake twice and just shoots yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> well, in Raiders, that was because he was sick that day. Yeah, that yeah. I remember like, Harrison Ford. That, that has been leaked recently. You can see the footage. It has no audio. You can kind of see it. You can tell that Harrison Ford looks ill. I think he had food poisoning or something. Yeah. yeah, he got mangled in this movie. That's why the the minecart fight, like the the one on one fight on the conveyor belt, is different from this because um, he ripped. I think he dislocated his shoulder or ripped a bicep or something. Like he injured himself. No, he injured his back. Chris Ford injured his back and was out for like two months. Mm. So he's only in the close ups if you watch the film. And for the distance shots, he shot from the back because it's a stunt double. So, so maybe they accidentally actually had a, one of the little voodoo dolls and made Something. it work. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, one more thing I wanted to point out is the the possession when he's a slave to Kali. He drinks from the skull. That was awkward to read. I was wondering the whole time going up to that scene when reading this book, like, how are they going to do that? And then I read it and I'm like, why is there a snake inside him? <laughs> like, Willie's a witch. And oh, there's a there's a creepy scene. There's a really freaky scene. The best part of it is Willie's like, they got short round. And then like, she goes to touch his Indy's back. After he's been talking to the British captain, because he's been he's been possessed, and he says nothing happened. She touches his back, and it's like wet with his blood from being whipped. I kind of wonder if the oh remember that <laughs> that was nasty. I don't remember that. I can't remember it either. I'm, unless I just uh, didn't think or anything. What was that? Was that a deleted what? scene in the movie or what? No, oh, it's in the book. I can't remember what chapter that's from. That. Because, like, in the movie, Willie doesn't see him until she's, like, about to be sacrificed. Yeah, I remember that part. But in the book, like, she runs out of the tunnel. She escapes. Mm-hmm. Where she doesn't escape and gets, like, grabbed by the thuggies. That's what they're called. They're called the thuggies. thuggies. That's so dumb. It really is. 
Um, yeah, and like she it runs all the way back through the bug tunnel and like runs to the, the British captains like they've taken short round. Like the captain would even know who short round is because he wasn't introduced to short round. And then Indy shows up and she like hugs him and he's like, it's fine. I should have never taken her into those tunnels. Okay, like, I think I'm starting to remember that now, yeah. Like, yeah. He goes back to her room and he's like sitting not fit with his back to her and she like touches his back like to caress it and comes back with blood on her hand. Like, freaking creepy. Yeah, when I when I rewatched the movie, it wasn't as creepy as what like when I saw it when I was a kid. Um, obviously, you know, you grow up and you you see stories different, but like the special effects in the movie when he rips out the dude's heart in the beginning, uh, yeah, that I remember being really creepy when I was a kid. But the the effects, like when I saw them just the other day, did not look good at all. It's like he's touching oh, yeah. the guy, and then his hand just like goes in. Yeah, it's it speeds like, up the film. Yeah, it's like, eh, that doesn't look real. Why did that creep me out when I was a kid? I because mean, it's scary. You don't expect that to happen as a child. Yeah. See, I saw the making of Temple of Doom long before I saw Temple of Doom. So, like, I knew what all the key scenes were from that. I imagine, though, the effects, though, being the equivalent today of, like, oh, got your nose, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just like when it ca- the heart catches on fire. Oh, yeah. That's dope. <laughs> I kind of wonder, like, uh, you mentioned, like, had a snake, and he, like, had, like, a snake inside of him or something like that. I was just like, I kind of wonder if that's uh, the... No, never mind. I was going to say, I wonder if that's, like, the origin of, like, Indy hating snakes. But they mentioned earlier that, like, it describes, like, there's nothing else that Indy fears of this world except snakes and everything like that. Well, so. they, they explain his fear of snakes in Last Crusade. Mm. When he was, like the when he origin falls, of it yeah when he's the, the 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 flashback scene in the beginning when he's a teenager oh it's been, a, it's been a, yeah it's been a while so i think yeah. i remember that yeah um it's just like i said this book was uh like first off i want to say i'm glad that we're like getting through these indie novelizations i'm kind of hoping that we do finish all four of them yeah. uh but Temple of Doom was very rough. Like, really? Like, I just, like I said, I had to kind of power my way through it. And it's just, and I, it's, like I said, James Kahn, you know, did very good with what he had. But it's just, I've just never really cared for this story. <laughs> and it's just, I yeah. couldn't even, I don't remember, like, I remember kind of having a hard time getting into the movie. But, um, uh, yeah, so just like I said, it was just I probably should have rewatched. Yeah, I probably should have rewatched the movie before re- reading it, but I kind of didn't want to. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of starting to wish that I did. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I'll probably rewatch the film at some point, give another shot. This is the novelization was just kind of uh, not not for me, I guess. But I think. Like I thought the author did a great job with like when they get to India and that uh, like priest or whoever is like in charge of that little town, the guy who's telling them like, you're going to the palace. 
And Indy's like, uh, that's out of my way. And he's like, no, you're going. And so he's kind of like, okay. I thought he did a, a pretty good job like with all that stuff. I got kind of creeped out when they were talking about like the darkness taking over the city and yeah. or the village and how all the crops like were swallowed by the earth. Like they didn't just die. They like got swallowed up and all the other animals died. I thought that was, it was written a lot better than it was like produced on the screen. Yeah, don't, no, definitely. There was like some parts that I really enjoyed. It's just like, I remember it's just like the last few, like the last couple of, uh, like I just lost interest near the end, I guess yeah. is what I should I guess, say. It was just, yeah. Cause I feel the same. Like, cause like I said, that cart scene, I was like, mm -hmm. man, this is dragging so far out in the book. Not good. So I think Khan probably oh, maybe he was just working with what he had, or he's like, oh, I got a deadline, <laughs> just just going at it and didn't stop. Sent well, I, I definitely got that de that deadline vibe whenever the last sentence is like, and eventually they made it to America. I'm just like, <laughs> but that's another like, story. <laughs> like the end. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. That's another story. It's like what a way to end a book. I mean, I kind of got the vibe. It's like they made a Family Guy parody of like Stephen King getting hit by a car, and he's like, "Hey, this will make a good story." And he's like, three seconds later, done." You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, he tried to make that last uh, kiss with Willie and Indy to be more romantic than it was in the film. Um, he's like, in the film, uh, short round is on an elephant, and he just like yeah. the elephant sprays water on them, and they're like, <laughs> they look over the can, you know, look over like, but in the in the book it's written like oh and and it rained water down on them as they're like kissing it's like romantic and then they like look over and then it's like the elephant had sprayed water <laughs> to make it like rain it's like what but in the film bucket of water just clearly splashed on them and they're like i don't i thought it was silly in the movie yeah on spiced up some parts so yeah jeremy what do you think about the novelization i like it um i mind you I thought this was fast-paced compared to when reading for King of Our Nightmares, another one of my podcasts where we're reading The Stand. And I have about 700 pages out of 1,200, I think, <laughs> into that, where some some chapters are like 50 pages. That's crazy. <laughs> like, this, there's said nothing on, on The Stand. But uh, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as Raiders. I remember we all seemed to love Raiders. Raiders was yeah. really good, yeah. There's one problem that we had with Raiders, but I don't know if you guys want to get into that. Yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's go watch our episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we go into some... Uh, yeah, we go into detail about one part that yeah. we did not care for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm glad that, it's, that topic didn't return in yeah. this book. <laughs> I could just see like, okay, let's write the novelization, but you know that first part in the first, but yeah, let's uh let's just kind of move away from that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, do we want to get into ratings? This sure. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot more to talk about without spoiling the entire book. So uh let's start with Adam. What do you rate this? I'm going to like I said, uh, James Kahn, uh, his writing was good. Uh, he did, like we all agree, he did the best with what he got. And it wasn't like over, it wasn't horrible, but it's just, it was just a little rough. I'm going to give it a C plus. Okay. 
Matthew. Okay. Yeah, well, like I thought James Conn did a pretty good job with some descriptions while other times got really too far into it to where I was like, what is he blabbering on about? So <laughs> I, I also, I'm going to give it a C plus. Yeah. For me, I thought there were some weird pacing issues at times. Some things added that didn't need to be added and some things that weren't added that should be added. I give it a 3.8 out of five because a lot of what we had was pretty solid. But yeah. Temple of Doom as a story itself is kind of eh. It's not a very particularly fun time to watch oh, or read. You know, there's some subject matter that's just not pleasant. I mean, child slavery, human sacrifice, yeah, snake surprise, <laughs> chilled very, monkey planes, you know, like... <laughs> very pagan but, stuff going on. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah well so i am you know i am hoping that at this time next year though that we'll con well we won't necessarily conclude with we'll move on to the last crusade because that'd be kind of fun and yeah at some point we will have to go to <laughs> kingdom of the crystal soul but thankfully uh that that i think that has an audio book it does as an unabridged one, but okay. Last Crusade's written by Rob McGregor, who wrote a bunch of the indie novels. Yeah, I read uh, his uh, Parallel Delphi one. See, that's what yeah. I need to get into. I need to um, hopefully I can read a couple of those indie books before I read the next novelization. I think that would be pretty fun. Yeah, um, he also released because he wrote a novelization to the video game Indiana Jones and the Staff of Kings. That was never published, but he didn't. Uh, he did Ford episode podcast where they basically. I'm not sure if it's a dramatization of the novel or if it's just an audio, unabridged audio book of it. But, it's funny you bring that up because I sent. I can't remember if it was the paper movies or chat or if it was just directly to Adam. I found a uh, the Wii Nintendo Wii video game. Yeah, yeah, you showed me yeah, that of that Apple staff games. game. Yeah. I was like, it's I should have picked it up. Is it horrible? It's okay. Horrible game. The so it's not worth. Terrible. Okay. Not worth the ten bucks. Well, though. I was playing Tomb of the Emperor's Tomb, which is the prequel to Temple of Doom, on PC, and that's a terrible port too. I mean, like the controller doesn't do all the controls, so you have to use the controller and the keyboard, mm. which is uncomfortable and not fun. But I, uh, I almost picked up a. Uh, Indiana Jones game that was on PlayStation 2, but I cannot remember what it was. That would have been The Emperor's Tomb. Oh, it was? Okay. Which is probably better on the console. <laughs> it is. I bought all the Indiana Jones games that were on Steam um, for like $5. Oh, wow. You know what I kind of want to read? I mean, it, I want to read like the whole indie expanded universe novels, but... I kind of wonder if this is a prequel to Temple of Doom, since Temple of Doom is a prequel to Raiders. Like, it's like the equivalent to what uh, Death Troopers is to Star Wars. It's called the Army of the Dead, which is like zombies. And I'm like, oh, he carries one book, which yeah. that didn't sell well, and that's why Staff of Kings never got published. Well, I kind of wonder if that's like takes place right before Temple of Doom. I'm like, that'd be kind of interesting to read, you know. Yeah. I think that they all do take all those take place before Temple of Doom. All the uh, Phantom and that Del Rey novel all take place before Temple of Doom. I know um, that 
the first two of those books, uh, Peril of Delphi and Dance of the Giants, have audio books on YouTube, which are bad. Yeah, they're they're very bad quality. But I'm like, hey, you know, I mean, free audiobook. <laughs> yeah, easy to get through. I guess when you're working, you need to listen to a book. I couldn't follow what was going on while working. I had to stop. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, what are we reading next? Well, uh, short round actually referenced it in the book. We're <laughs> for one of his pop culture. We're going to be. <laughs> we're going yeah. to be next month. Uh, is uh, my pick? Yeah, my pick. Uh, we are reading. The novelization to King Kong, not the Peter Jackson one, the uh, original 1930s one, which does have an audiobook. Yeah, yeah and I own it. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to either check it out or buy it. But um, yeah, audiobooks are, uh, I like reading with my eyes, but audiobooks are great. Like you said, like when you have to work and everything. Yeah. And <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, Yep, that's gonna and it, and it's also very short. I think it's like maybe 170 pages. Yeah, I think it's a five hour audiobook. So yeah, that's a so, good idea. Yeah, yeah so we got uh, the audio and go, gonna go ahead and throw it out there. We're gonna I want to start on Willow reading because it's a bigger book and you know listen to King Kong. <laughs> okay. I like that Matthew this time picked the longer book. So that way when Jer Jeremy can like, Matthew, I hate you. Like normally it's just like, I picked like Man of Steel or Godzilla. And then we're just like, he's like, Adam, I hate you. This book's like very long. <laughs> well, it's, it's Waylon Drew. So it might be a treat. We'll see. This will be the and second book that I read. Yeah. Waylon Drew writing fantasy. Yeah. And who's writing King Kong? I cannot it uh i cannot remember uh something edgar wallace I th well no edgar wallace wrote the story to king kong the uh i think the author's name is delos loveless i think something loveless or delos okay. i cannot remember his name off the top of my head but uh but yeah um i'm excited for that one um because like there's been in like the news recently we're getting a lot more stuff about the sequel to godzilla versus kong so uh I'm hoping that, like, at some point we'll get another Godzilla and Kong novelization. So, is it Marion C. Cooper? Uh, sounds familiar. There's like, I'm looking at the cover right now. I see Marion C. Cooper's King Kong by Joe DeVito and Brad Strickland. Hmm. That doesn't. When was it published? That, was that... it published in the 30s? No, the novelization's kind of recently. Hold on. This is a tricky one. It's old. Unless there's like different versions of it. King oh, Kong here. by Delos W. Love. That's it right there. That's the one we're reading. At least I hope we are. <laughs> Delos W. Love. Yeah, all three of us are going to find a different one. <laughs> hey, that'd be kind of an interesting discussion. Like, how, how are they different? Do you like the yeah. whole alone discussion? Yeah, Edgar... it shows by Edgar Wallace. Okay, yeah. Uh, this one right here is what I see. Like, there's two different... Uh, uh, base screenplay by... Uh, novelized uh, by Delos W. Loveless, Edgar Wallace, and Marion C. Cooper. Yeah. Okay. I think so, this is the version that I have. I have this version. I have the one that Audible has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think I have a paperback you gave me. I don't know where it is, though. Oh, 
Matthew, I'm going to give you a shout out on something. Um, since we're discussing King Kong next uh, month, go check out his novelization review to uh, Kong Skull Island. Thank you. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah it was a it was a great discussion. I was gonna review it myself, but I'm just like I couldn't read it, so I'm just like when I reviewed a, a Godzilla novelization, you go like, yeah, go check out Matthews. His is <laughs> probably better. Yeah, his is probably better than mine. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. But I think that's it for this yeah, episode. Of Paper movies, and remember next month pick up uh, King Kong by Wallace. We think <laughs> we'll post we'll post uh, an official book announcement on uh, the Facebook page once we get that exact thing down. Right? Sound good? Yeah, yeah. I'll make exactly. I'll make an announcement of that soon. Okay. And uh, and uh, I think that I propose that all three of us shave next month and still call ourselves the Men with Beard Podcast, <laughs> the Men with Faces yeah. Podcast. <laughs> The baby face podcast. Baby face podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Not gonna happen. Nope. No. I'll just just let, let my hair down and <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, I guess that's gonna be it. <laughs> Somebody else want to close this out before I <laughs> complete idiot of my like, This is a great way to end a podcast. <laughs> yeah. For joining us for another episode of the Men with Beard podcast with singular beard with love. Yes. And uh, you can find Jeremy over at Stupid Chainsaw Productions where he's doing a whole bunch of cool projects, a couple podcasts cool. over there. Like, uh, you wanna, yeah, Adam, he's got uh, Red Five Reviews and AD, uh, AD, no, what is it? It's just my name um, now, Adam Bryant. Oh, yeah, Adam Bryant. Where he talks about nerd things like movies, like the Jaws movie ranking. ranking. Yeah, which is surprisingly doing very well at the moment. So thank well. you guys for checking. Yeah, like I just passed over 200 views on that. So I'm just like, oh, wow. Yeah. So thank you yeah. guys for checking those out. Yeah. yeah. His Red Five reviews, doing a Star Wars talk over there. And uh, you can find me over at the Geek's Attic, where I haven't done really anything lately. So plan on changing that soon. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anybody else have anything to say? No. Nope. Stay Gucci, everyone. Have a good one. Bye. Guys.